0: may not have a film
1: fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beepity boo, doot doodly doo, dee pow.
2: Welcome to a real education noir. Out of the shadow. Out of the shadows, into the dark. Well, wait. No, that doesn't work. But anyway, (laughs) I'm Melissa. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm here with Wendy. Hello. And I'm here with Allie. Hey. And the three of us are here to guide you through the films of noir. Films noir. Films noir, and this week we have a uh, lovely selection that was chosen for us by the Heights Theater. They are running a series this month, so we are availing ourselves of these. I mean, seriously, yeah. that's serendipity! It's hey, we great. should do
0: a noir podcast, and the gorgeous, wonderful Heights Theater is like in February. We're going to do a
1: noir series. Thank you, Heights Theater, and it's death war lipstick, female centric. Wonderful selections. Yes. So. Is it Death
0: War Lipstick tonight? Um, well, it is. That's what the series is called. That's what the series is
2: called. Tonight we are seeing Fallen Angel. That's what yes. I thought. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Fallen Angel, 1945. Have any of us seen this movie before? Nope. No. Awesome. I know I haven't seen it. We're gonna it do either. it again. <laughs> We're gonna yeah, so. I know it has Dana Andrews in it. Yes, and I like Dana Andrews very much. Dana Andrews being a dude. Dana is
0: yeah. a generic name. Yes. I mean it's become more of a female name, but my very first boyfriend in kindergarten's name was Dana.
2: Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. nice. And and Dana Andrews is indeed Very nice. Yes, yes. And he is a dude. Yeah, Yeah. he he, and he's all over films noir and and movies of this era in general. Um, Also, Lyndon Dornell is in it, and um, (laughs) John Carradine. Yeah. Well, there are very few films that John Carradine isn't in. To (laughs) be fair. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, John Carradine was in something like three hundred and forty-five movies. Wow. It is believed that he holds the record for being in the most movies. End of line.
0: Did did Dude need to get a life, or was he obsessive-compulsive,
2: or...? Oh, he he was just a Carradine. Because when you have John Carradine (laughs) and your director, you go, Oh, that guy. I've heard his voice. Let's put him in a movie.
0: Hey, you want to do a movie? And apparently he was like me, somebody who had trouble saying no.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe he was just really enthusiastic. Do I? Yay.
2: Yeah. When you're, when you're angling for a, you know, being in the most movies in all of human history and your closest competitor is Christopher Lee at about 200 films. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. Overachiever. But anyway, this is not a movie entirely about John Carradine. It's about Dana Andrews and three lovely women, um, Linda Arnell being one of them. Did you look up the synopsis? I've, I've done my homework on this movie. Okay. I know this stuff. So you're not going in cold. I'm not going in cold. But you have cold. not seen the film either. I have not actually seen the film. I do know quite a bit about the, the players of the movie.
0: Well, with the title like Fallen Angel, I'm assuming you're classic femme
2: fatale is going to show up at some point. I hear there's more than one femme fatale. I hear there's three femme fatales. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe the fallen angel is Dana Andrews. (gasps) Yeah, but will
0: any of them have the legs that Lana Turner had in Postman Always Rings Twice? Because diggity
2: damn. I I really don't know. I don't... Very few people have Lana Turner's legs.
0: Those... Wow. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I seriously... I want... We should get that outfit for Convergence.
2: I should have those legs for converters before <laughs> wearing that outfit. Well, I just feel like,
0: you know, fuck body image. Just like, wouldn't it be
2: kind of hilarious <laughs> to just have
0: the white heels and the little white shorts and the white halter top and the white turban and red lipstick and just be walking around like, look at me. I and look, you're... I'd
2: look like a drag queen. You know that.
0: <laughs> I know. That's what I would think of.
2: <laughs> but anyway, that's not this movie. No. Sorry. Um, also, um this movie is directed by Otto Preminger. Oh okay, who is awesome and has directed some very amazing movies like Anatomy of a Murder and uh, has actually appeared in other movies like Stalag 17 as an actor mm. and a very, very interesting director. So this this overall is a movie with a very interesting cast of players. There's a lot of history behind it. and I'm very excited to see it. I
0: looked it up on IMDB. And that's how I knew Dane Andrews was in it. And, but I refused to even read the plot synopsis. I was like, I don't know what it is. I'm going to go in cold. That's what I'm going to do.
1: Excellent. I saw there were going to be ladies and it looked cool. And I was like, yep, I'm here. All right.
2: <laughs> Shall we go see the movie? Let's go Let's see us. the movie.
1: Dear listeners, you
2: should also go see the movie and then come back.
1: Movie break. Movie <laughs> break. so we're back oh my god it was so good it, it
2: was twisty turny like a twisty turny
1: thing yes that is exactly
0: what <laughs> melissa said yes the credits rolled the lights came up and melissa turned to me and said
1: that that yep. it, it it really is twisty turny it's super... like a twisty turny
2: very very much so yes. yes yes so i've since this is a somewhat harder movie to track down. I feel like we need to do a quick summary of what it's about. Yes, if I, we can. Yeah. If we can. If we can summarize what we just saw.
0: Well, I, okay. Seriously, the movie came out in, what, 1945? Mm-hmm. So I, I think the spoiler time yeah. limit has run out. Because this is a little bit of a mystery. So if you don't want it spoiled, you should pause right now and try to go find it, mm-hmm. which I'm sure, like, Video Universe or one of your, you know, quality... Video stores would have
2: it. Yeah, it 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 might be available through. Well, let's see. It's through Fox. Yeah, somebody will have it. Somebody will have, have it. it, and you should totally watch it. Do right. Oh yes, so,
0: absolutely. So the plot, briefly, you're first exposed. Ooh, that sounds dirty. Woo uh, The first character you meet is Dana Andrews' character, who is Eric Stanton. Mm-hmm. He. Gets kicked off a bus because he doesn't have the fare to continue on to San Francisco. So he's on the coast of California. All he has is a dollar to his name. And he wanders into the town of Walton. And there he ends up in a diner where, as he walks in, the cop is there talking to the owner of the diner. Well, she's been gone for three days. When were you going to, like, report her missing? Oh, I don't want people talking bad about her. She's a good girl. So he's overhearing this, and then he's like, yo, give me a burger. We're closed. Come on, dude. All right, I'll get
1: you a burger. And then she walks in. And she owns the place from the moment she steps in that door. She yeah. owns everything. Everything. She, she looks at
0: it, and she's she, like, yeah, I got you. Yeah. She is
1: the queen of everything. She being Stella Linda Darnell.
0: Oh, and she's gorgeous. Yeah. It's not quite the entrance Lana Turner had in postman always rings twice, but there is some leg on display, and it is very much a reveal.
2: And and she takes off her shoes, and she's like rubbing her feet, and she is grumpy.
0: She is. She's hangry. <laughs> yeah, she's, kind, she's she is hangry. She's she, angry. she's
2: full on. Fuck you. Give me a burger. And they turn around and just give her Dana Andrews burger.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, Popson's <laughs> like, just put down the burger and said, "Here you go, buddy." And she's like, "I'm hungry."
1: And he's like, "Here you go, honey." And he, <laughs> Dana Andrews even quips, "That's the best burger I never had." Yeah. As she's just like chowing down she does not give a single fuck <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> yeah. zero fucks given yeah totally so dana andrews
0: is you know in the way that they are in these noir films it's oh it's a bad for you relationship it's a bad for you chemistry mm-hmm. mm, that that oh why can't i quit you sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, let's see
2: and and dana andrews is a, dr- a drifter and he, he and it turns out he um he kind of ingratiates himself to this guy who um, is played by John Carradine, who's professing to be a medium.
1: He's a traveling... To, he, he's a traveling the medium. The traveling spook Psychic. show. Psychic.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's a spook show. And so Dana Andrews goes around town, sell tickets for the guy, and he makes a few bucks off of that. And and then John Carradine goes, you're doing pretty well, son. Uh, why, uh, why don't you come with us? And he goes, eh. Which is too bad, because really, I'd follow John Carradine out of town. Because... Yeah, God damn. It's John, yeah. John
0: Carradine. God damn, it's
2: John Carradine. <laughs> Look at and that charismatic awesome. son of a bitch. Damn. But during this thing, you meet um, these these two spinster sister women. Uh, Clara
0: and June Mills, who are the daughters of the town's founding father, Leading Light, who is now dead. Mm-hmm. And during, um, and of course, they've done their research so that he can more convincingly pretend that he's talked, that he's talking to the spirit of their father. So they've dug up the gossip about the older sister Clara, which is that she ran off with a man and lost most of the father's money and gave mm-hmm. it away to him, and and it's all such a scandal and so embarrassing. And the poor younger daughter only has twenty five thousand dollars left. Mm-hmm. So and so you find this all out as backstories. You're like, aha, she's got money. Ah. Mm-hmm. and the two sisters lead a quiet church going life together.
2: Yes, and the two, two the two sisters being Alice Fay, and oh, give me a moment. Um, uh, Anne Revere. Anne, Anne Revere, Revere is the older sister. Is the older sister the
1: the more scowly one, and, and also amazing. Yeah, they're oh, love her. They're amazing. What is she?
0: We should give them some like because it's always nice when you're like you would remember her from. Such well, Alice Fay.
2: Alice Fay was uh, pretty big at this time. um... Goodness, I I forgot to look her up, what other stuff she had been in. Well, I'm in. going
0: back. She, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Well, it's soundtrack.
2: Go oh, to f- filmography. Sorry. sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got distracted there. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, she was she, on the love she boat. She was on lo- love boat. But anyway, um, Alice Faye um, was... She was in
0: State Fair. State Fair. Uh, she was a
2: hot young thing at the time, and um, she... You'll
0: totally recognize her.
2: Yeah. She was... She was... Right at this point in her career, really shopping around for a drop dead awesome role to really launch her career. And she went through like 30 scripts before she happened upon this one and chose to do this one. So um, when she kind of got upstaged by Linda Darnell, she got really pissed at at, uh, Fox Studios and never walked onto the lot again until like 20 years later to do State Fair. So... Um, but anyway you know Alice Faye is the the pretty young blonde the, with, you know who is very you mm-hmm. know naive and her the older sister is Anne Revere Anne Revere um, is Kind of everybody's mother during this time frame of yeah. movies. She was in Song of Bernadette. She was uh, the mother in Gentleman's Agreement. She was in Place in the Sun. Um, she was uh, Liz Taylor's mother in National Velvet. She was in Body and Soul and Dragon Wick. She was all over the place and she's fantastic. So, but yes, she's just kind of this evergreen veteran actress of that time. And uh, unfortunately, she kind of dropped off the face of the earth for about 20 years because she got cut up in the Red Scare, too.
1: Aww. She was on
2: the Hollywood blacklist. Well, but that's... anyway, getting, getting back to the plot in the movie. So you got these two sisters and Dana and Andrew goes, hey, the younger sister has money. If I can scam her out of her money by marrying her, I can take that money and win over Linda Darnell and run off with her. Yeah, because... He's
0: he's he's like I'm leaving town, toots, and she's like yeah, whatever, and then they yeah. kiss. So they go out on a little date, and he's all like, let's do this thing, and she's all like, no, uh, yeah, she's like, she every, and like, and he keeps going in for for the kiss because he believes she's this runaround, which she is, except. She's like, uh uh, you got no money. She has principles. Yeah. She she knows what she stands
1: for. She's like, and "And it's not principles. She has no money. If you look,
0: (laughs) all of the men that she's been dating or leading on a string, she can get something from them or they might get money. Yeah. So she's like, no, you got no money. I want a house. I want to be married. I want a nice life. He's like, I'll marry you. And she's like, yeah. And you got nothing. (laughs) Woohoo. I want to be married to you. And he's like, I'll get the money. She's like, I don't want to – how are you going to get it? You're not going to get it in any, any way that's good. And he's like, you don't need to know how I'll get it, but I'll get it. And then will you marry? She's like, yeah, whatever. Sure, I'll marry you. But you got to <laughs> get the money first. And so then he's like, aha. And he comes back and he's like, I'm going to get the money. And she's like, you don't have it yet. He's like, you got to stop running around with men. She's like, why would I since you don't have the money yet? <laughs> and that's why I love her. She's just yeah, like – you are wanting something for nothing so you better just hike it on out of here until you can hand over something and then he marries june so he can
2: get to her money Easily. He, he managed to do, manages to do this in a week. <laughs>
1: I'm yes. Kinda, I'm the really whole impressed. Thing, the whole freaking movie takes place in the space of a week. <laughs> well, it's, actually, I think I think the whole thing takes... Well, but he manages to marry
2: yes, June in like a week. In a it's week. Like, well,
0: it, arrive in town, yeah. quote, fall for Stella, decide that he wants to marry Stella and needs money and seduce June to the point of her marrying him... All within a week. It's really impressive, and yeah. poor June needed a life. That yeah. is definitely true.
2: Yeah, and oh, and 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 it, and it gets weird from there. Uh, so, the centerpiece of the film hits, and after the marriage. Um, they go on the back wedding, to, uh, they go back to Walton, and on the wedding night, Danny Andrews just kind of fucks off into the night, and he blows
0: to, off uh, June. He she blows goes upstairs, June. and he goes off to find Stella. Hey, I got married. I'm gonna get the money. She's like, "You fucking got married, so I could get the money." Yeah, well, fuck off. I ain't got nothing to do with a married man. Screw you. And he wanders off into the yeah. night. And
2: then, and then the next duh, day duh, duh. The Next day, they learn that Stella's been. so Stella's dead and the police come in and um they've got Dana Andrews lined up with another guy that Stella used to see in her apartment and they're trying to and the police guy is trying to get information the police
0: guy is a New York cop who came west and the story that he told was for his health yeah and he's just helping out the cops on this right they asked Mm -hmm. him to be a special investigator and you got to give it up for june because she she wakes um eric up the next morning and he's sleeping on the couch he didn't even come to bed and she's like hi so that was and she's she's not even saying he's like what you want to say something to me she's like no I was waiting to see if you had something to say. And she's, (laughs) talk about a fucking saint. I'm Mm kind of, I'm a little bit like, on the one hand, she shows some strength of character later. Like, this is a, whether or not you agree with her choices, this is a woman who knows exactly the choice she's making. Mm -hmm. She's not doing this blind. She's doing it on purpose for whatever her reasons are. But on the other hand, it's also a little unfortunate of like, oh, look. I'm the good girl, so I am a long-suffering person who puts up with bullshit and assholes. She, mm-hmm.
1: she at least fully acknowledges that her decisions might completely, 100% blow up in her face. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I this may be completely the wrong thing to do, but I've decided I'm going to do it, so I'm doing it. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of bored, really. I, I, like, could you, this be worse yeah. than sitting around and going to church on every Sunday and not yeah. doing anything ever with my life ever?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a scoundrel. Yes, yeah, he went but... out to meet another woman on our wedding night. I know all this and I'm still going to give him a chance. And, that, and I know that this will probably not end well and I'm still going to do it. So you got to give it up to her for that. Mm-hmm. So he ends up in the apartment with the other dude, with the New York cop, who literally puts on kid gloves and beats up the other dude, trying to get him to admit that this watch that had been given as a gift to Stella, which was found on the crime scene, that he gave Stella the watch. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Just admit it. You gave her the watch. No, I didn't. And he can't Mm -hmm. get him to admit it. Mm -hmm. And his alibi turns out to be okay. And then he even says to Eric... Dana Andrews, yeah, I knew his alibi I would check out. I just didn't like the looks of his face.
1: <laughs> he literally just wow. says, I didn't like his face. I didn't like his face. I didn't like his face. Because oh. I'm I'm not going to punch you. I just didn't like his face.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Dana Andrews is like, you're not going to try that on me. And he's
1: like, nah, I
2: wouldn't. <laughs> because Dana Andrews <laughs> would knock your, your face, face off.
1: <laughs> yes. It should also be noted at this point that the cop investigating is also a regular at the diner where Stella worked. Yeah. Yeah, like, you you saw a couple of instances of him
0: clearly flirting with her, casting meaningful glances,
1: whatever. And she even fully admits to it, but says, oh, he has a wife. That's her problem. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. It's her problem. Whatever. And you know, from the fact that she's like, you're married, get the fuck out of here. She's not going to have anything to do with a married man, no matter how much money he has, no matter what he tries to buy for her. Mm -hmm. So... We probably gave some stuff away there, but it was honestly a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Like yeah. I, cause well, we'll talk about that at the end. So yeah. in terms of the plot, uh, Eric realizes that this cop's going to try to pin it on him. So he goes back and June is packed for them to go to San Francisco on their honeymoon. And he's like, no, I'm leaving. I'm running away. I'm going to hit the road, and you're just going to slow me down. And she's like, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. But I'm the money. She, she, <laughs> yes. she literally yeah. said, basically says that to you him like, You need money. I got the money. I've got go. money. And he's
0: like, you're going to get in. You, well, okay, fine. I'll pay you back. She's like, you don't have to pay me back. It is yours. You married me. It is ours, and therefore you have a right to it. So let's go to San Francisco, and you can get the money in the morning. And he's like, uh, okay, fine. I guess fine.
1: And, so, <laughs> and then they hitchhike because, yeah, they, because San Francisco because that's somehow it, completely it's less obvious safer. It's less than, obvious. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, because his
0: point is he doesn't want the cops. Yes. To, oh, yeah. yes. to know that he's left town because the yeah. cop had told him don't leave town,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and he's like I got to get out of here. And she's like Wouldn't you look more innocent if you stayed? He's like No, this fucker is trying to pin it on me. I'm I'm beating it out of here. So they end up in a dump of a hotel. And he is a jerk to her and like, that's it. I'm fucking out of here. Except he isn't. And he comes back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And finally, and he she...
1: brings her a toothbrush and a novel. It's
0: the sweetest thing. He does. Yeah, He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just right. I got the jitters. And, uh, and why do you want to be with me when you know I only married you from uh, your money? And she's like and she she snaps at him and shows a little fire. And you can tell that that's the moment he's like, oh, maybe you're
2: interesting.
0: Huh? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I can't open, I love you. And then swelling music and fade out.
2: Yeah. And and they, they you know, start to actually kind of bond as well, yeah. You know, after the co- fade out it comes bit, yeah. up and
0: he's clearly telling her his mm-hmm. life story. Mm-hmm. You find out that he's not actually a con man. He's just honestly a guy the breaks never go his way. Yeah. And and he make he makes poor choices and he knows it. Right. But he's he's not actually a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's good. Well, but there's been all these weird hints about when when June gets married. I'm gonna Clara tells I'm gonna give her all the money, and then Clara followed. Eric when he went out Mm -hmm. to meet Stella and that's how they found out that he went to meet Stella so you're like what was Clara doing out there? What does Clara know? What was Clara doing? Mm -hmm. Wait, do we know where June was all night? Because you're starting to wonder like like, who killed
2: Stella? And it could be anybody It could be anybody. Except for Dana Andrews because we knew what Dana Andrews was. Well
1: and even (laughs) then the the, that's true. true. Because there's this gap between when he leaves her and when he wakes up where it's kind of nebulous enough that you can be like, did he do it? But drank so much but, he doesn't remember. Except the tropes of the movie. I'm oh, well, like, we yeah, know. Yes. He didn't well, do yeah, it. Yes. and and
2: and there, there the movie doesn't cast anything in his direction. You're pretty sure that Dana Andrews did it, didn't do it. Yeah. But everybody else is suspect.
0: Yeah. Like you're like, everybody, yeah. everybody wanted Stella or hated Stella or wanted to be Stella. Mm-hmm. Or so you're just like, Jesus God, I don't know. So they go to the bank to get the money and Mm. she went on ahead and then the New York cop shows up and arrests her and Mm -hmm. Dana Andrews is across the street and he's like whoa and he steps back and you know hides and they take June back to Walton and it's revealed that he had a scheme that he was going to try to get into her get her money away from her but that was before Stella was killed that was before Mm -hmm. everything happened that was before and so you're like yeah but that was kind of before and she's all like, you don't know him and he didn't do it and she cries and they take him home and the cop's like, brr so the next thing, they're in the diner the cop's in the diner talking to Pop when in walks Eric
2: Dan Andrews! <laughs> dun, dun,
0: dun. and the cop's like, huh and he says, you know, he says, Pop, give me a cup of coffee and, the, and he's like, okay, let's go down to the station but you can finish your coffee first and Dana Andrews is all like, well, hey, thanks oh B.T. Dubs. <laughs> I happen to have a friend, because you find out that he did actually have a business in New York, and it didn't go well, and that's why he ended up traveling across the country. He's like, I have a friend in the DA's office in New York. And I called him. As it turns out, you didn't come here for your health. You came here because you were going to get suspended, and you quit instead because you, you ruined somebody's life pinning it on them when it wasn't them Mm -hmm. and beating them to a pulp. And liking it. Mm -hmm. And liking it. So that's a lie. And BT dubs, you totally made a mistake when you arrested June because when I saw that, I thought, I started thinking. And as it turns out, I did a little digging, and it was you who bought the watch for Stella. And so I think we should go tell that. To the chief at the station, don't you? Oh, by the way, I totally had a cop bring me here, so it'll be super convenient if there's a car just waiting outside. Let's mm-hmm. go. And that's when, of course, oh, and the cop pulls a gun, and he's all like, you don't understand. She was n- I couldn't get my wife to divorce me, and she was never going to give me what I wanted, and I saw her kiss you, and I was mad, and then but- she said she was going to marry
2: the other... Dupin. but but this is beautiful because he's he the cop is holding the gun on Dana Andrews with one hand and drinking the rest of the coffee with the other. Yeah,
1: he yes. he orders it's another a, coffee. He's like, "Well, I it, guess I'm going to need another coffee." And he is anger drinking oh coffee. God, <laughs> it's really I hate so you. mad. <laughs> and,
0: and you're just thinking What's his end game in this? Because the minute he pulls the gun, Dane Andrews is like, "The cop is right out there." Yeah. What? Like you can tell. <laughs> what yeah. are you even thinking? What exactly is your plan here? <laughs> so, and so Pop, of course, can't handle that. This dude killed Stella. Grabs the gun away from him and dana holds it on him and there's the, a gunshot goes wildly off doesn't hurt anybody but that gets the cop's attention who comes in and honest to god like a scolding father <laughs> takes the gun away and looks at him like ah i can't even puts the gun <laughs> in his pocket is like let's go i mean seriously did and, anybody else get that oh bomb? yeah that was pretty great that what was is pretty, wrong like, with you seriously seriously no supper for you young man
1: <laughs> jesus no donuts. dessert for a week no, no.
0: no donuts for you Learn how to play with your toys. Bad cop,
2: bad donuts. No donuts. Bad cop, no donuts. So, yes. So that's the plot, but... (laughs) Yes. Which we... I'm sorry, we took 20 minutes to describe that. But anyway... Well, it's twisty-turny. It it is very twisty-turny. And there are great moments along the way. There's a
0: beautiful shot where... They're in the crappy motel, he and June, mm-hmm. and the next morning they're going to go to the bank. And he's laying down, and he and you can tell he's just like, I don't get it. Why would you want to be with a loser like me? And she's like, dude, you can't make these things up and whatever. And she does other stuff. I had to pee, so I ran out. But Melissa mm-hmm. tells me it's a very nice touching oh, yeah. scene. But the shot where they pan- – first off, she opens the window, and the curtains are blowing – and the and then she walks away and I'm like they open the
2: window oh yeah well because it's hot outside well actually it says hotel outside but you can just see H O T outside yes. the window <laughs> it's so hot it's, outside
0: so I mean there was a lot there of like Haha. but the shot was beautiful because it started at night and it it slow faded to the light coming up on the and the open window reflecting. The Golden Gate Bridge Mm -hmm. with and what had been the letters were so prominent were now sort of hidden behind the reflective window. And I'm like, oh, that was just a really, really
2: beautiful shot. If you're watching for it, there are some beautiful shots in that movie. The the shot when uh, June gets picked up by the cop in San Francisco and Dana Andrews is across the street. That's like one unbroken shot. the The shot starts with Dana Andrews and goes follows June across the street. The police car pulls up, picks her up. Police car does this Yui and and goes past Dana Andrews again. It's just one complete a- circle all the way around the intersection. And, it was a nice yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so if you're watching for stuff like that, there are some really nice, yeah, very skillful little touches in there.
0: And so because it was a an- <laughs> I'm finding myself tripped up by what I know of noir because these are kind of untraditional or early. I don't know, more gentle noir. Maybe I've just seen a lot of really fucking
1: black noir. Yeah, I was bitter. Say, bitter. I was, bitter I was pretty uh, well. It's, Actually, it's surprised. A it's a melodrama. I was surprised it had a good ending. <laughs> well, yeah, it had a terrible thing happen, but it had a happy ending in comparison Be- to well, other yeah, stuff we Because Eric watched. and
0: June end up together, mm-hmm.
1: happy. happy. Yeah. He
0: realizes he loves her or could. Well, and these are two people who clearly have the makings of a um, relationship founded on like actually knowing who the other person is and liking that person, Mm -hmm. which that's pretty great. But because of the noir elements, I'm like, okay, they said that when Stella, when June gets married, she gets the money, so... Are they just? Are the two sisters playing him, and then they're gonna bump him off? Maybe Clara killed
2: Stella. Maybe June
0: killed Stella. Who's playing who here? I'm waiting for somebody to be getting played.
2: Yeah, I I kind of wanted the the sisters to be playing Dana Andrews. Yeah, I mean it, it, mm-hmm. it, that would have you know, been all, delicious. Yeah, I want to write that. I want to write I that know. movie. Let's write that. Well, movie. because
0: June is so good at just you know the dewy eyed, faithful, mm-hmm. stalwart woman that you're like, oh, I want to see her turn it around and just be like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like,
2: <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. Plagia. Sucker. Plagia. Plagia. <laughs> but, she, oh, she's And, and she, w- she was actually in cahoots with John Carradine, who gave all the information. Oh!
0: oh, God. And she was doing it to get out from, the, for, out from under the thumb of Clara.
1: Yeah. That
2: would have been a great movie. That would... Also this, have been a yes. great movie.
0: <laughs> now that yes. said, the characters that were actually in this movie, as we've touched on, were great. Stella oh, yeah. is fully actualized. She's a woman who knows what she wants. She has no shame about her sexuality. Mm-hmm.
1: She's like, Whatever. And, and there isn't any shame cast on her. Like, she is in, not in lieu of her own shame.
0: Yeah, nobody in the town treats her poorly. It doesn't seem like she's shamed by the lady's auxiliary or anything like that which
1: we find is a force of nature apparently that will stop anybody from doing anything in walton <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um and she wants what she wants and she's she's like no you i've okay yeah you, you'll say anything to get into my pants and i know that and so i'm not gonna believe you well i promise yeah yeah them's words whatever and then you have june who seems sort of bland but She's taking a risk she's she's fully owning the situation she got herself in. She's mm-hmm. willing to try uh, something new and say, well, this is uh, this is what I landed in. so rather than crying over spilt milk, I'm gonna see if I can make something good out of it and she does. So that's great. Claire is actually kind of fascinating because you really see that she loves her sister and while she doesn't agree with her sister's choices, she's going to support it. Mm-hmm. And even eventually, you kind of see that she's sort of thinking, I don't think this guy's a bad guy. I don't think he's a great guy, but I don't think he murdered her. See, it
1: shows that shows so perfectly when the cop asks her where Eric was or if everybody was at home. And she says, yes, I locked the door myself. Mm -hmm. She doesn't say, and then he went out. No, Mm -hmm. she covers. Oh, yeah. And you know this because when the cop says, I saw, or I know you were with Stella, he goes, oh, did Clara tell you that? No, I saw you. (laughs) Clara never ratted him out. Right. Yeah. Uh, Something that I think is very interesting about this film is, um,
2: first of all, um, there were two people working on the story. There was uh, one person who wrote the screenplay, and then it was based on a novel the screenplay I'll start out with uh, was by Harry Kleiner. This was his first screenplay. Oh, good job. (laughs) Yeah, but um, he later became known for stuff like Bullet, Ah! Fantastic Voyage, Carmen Jones, and um, I thought this most interesting, Miss Sadie Thompson. (gasps) Oh. And, and Wendy and I are having a moment because we've seen <laughs> Miss Sadie Thompson. Which That's is,
0: a complicated, complex, wonderful movie. Yeah, oh.
2: with, with Rita Hayworth uh, and uh, Rita Hayworth's sexuality on an island full of men. Very interesting <laughs> oh. movie. But it's based on a novel by Marty Holland. Marty Holland's a woman who Otto oh. Preminger discovered he, she was working as a script typist at a movie studio. And Fallen Angel was her novel, and... Otto Preminger bought it to make this movie oh. and then um she continued to do like hard-boiled crime writing she didn't write very many, many books but like four or five books um, um one of her other books uh turned into a movie called the file of Thelma jo- the file on Thelma Jordan which uh stars Barbara Stanwyck oh but yeah she was just known for these hard-boiled crime novels good for her yeah yeah it was really pretty cool that's fantastic yeah yeah so so yeah you can you can kind of see where a lot of these strong female characters
1: are coming from Mm, yeah it makes so much more sense with that context yeah
2: um
0: BT Dubs listeners uh you will recognize every male face in this film as well. Oh yeah, every It is everybody. a who's who of character actors. You're like, I've seen that guy. I've seen that guy.
2: I've seen that guy. <laughs> and John Carradine has been everywhere.
0: Yeah, as, as <laughs> everywhere. we discussed. But his his helper dude, you're like, "Oh, I know that guy." And Pops is yeah. Pa Kettle and the yep. dude who's the cop you're like, "I totally know your face." And you you're just, like, "What the hell? So many people."
2: Yeah, the um, so Dana Andrews a little bit more on Dana Andrews. He was uh, well to back up a bit. The thread tying a lot of these actors and screen, and, and uh, the director together is a movie called Laura. Yes, Laura w- came out I think a year before this one. I think it was nineteen forty four, and this was nineteen forty five. And Laura was <laughs> is a hallmark of the film noir era. It's a fantastic fantastic movie and i'm sure we're gonna watch it at some point Mm -hmm. here and um it it hit big and um everybody was over the moon about it especially the the performances so there are a lot of people in this movie that were also in laura um dana andrews was in laura he was also in the oxbow incident and the best years of our lives Mm -hmm. um fantastic work Uh, he was the son of a baptist minister he um he was kind of this outspoken liberal in Hollywood. He was very active in um fighting against alcoholism. He um was very active in fighting against like degradation of the, of acting like when actresses started to do a lot of like nude scenes to get into movies. He was he he was working with like the Screen Actors Guild to kind of Well, put he a was the president of
0: the Screen Actors yeah, Guild. Wasn't yeah, yeah, he?
2: he was for a while in the 60s. Um, he was trained as an opera singer, but oddly enough, when he was in a musical called State Fair, they dubbed him because they didn't know he could sing. <laughs> but he he didn't say anything because he felt if he said something like "I can sing this myself," he'd put somebody else out of work. So that's the kind of guy. That's he the was. kind of guy he was. um His first wife. Uh, he was only married to her for a couple of years. She sadly died of pneumonia. He remarried Aww. and. His second wife, he was married to her from 1939 to 1992 when he passed away. That's like 53 years. Well, he's the kind of guy who's like, I made a promise. He's like, yeah. And, and you know, as rare as that is in Hollywood.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's literally yeah. eternity, eternity in Hollywood years. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we were at the theater tonight, um, one of our local film historians got up and talked about um, he happened to be in a cafe, was it in, in Davenport, I, Iowa? Yes, yes, And ran into Dana Andrews. And they had, they had, they lunch, had lunch together. <laughs> and he walked ba- up and he
0: said, you're Dana Andrews. I'm who I am and I'm a film historian and... Uh, film preservationist.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I was
0: like putting films back together, preservation. Mm-hmm. And I'm here working on this film and he's like, oh, are you eating lunch alone? Uh, well, yes. Sit with me. And... <laughs> Dana Andrews is like, please sit down. And he's and telling him stories. And, oh, you should come out to California and visit and I'll take you on my yacht and we'll go fishing.
1: And I absolutely believe he would have done that. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Dana Andrews, famous nice guy.
1: Famous, <laughs> famous nice, nice, nice guy. Um,
2: let's see who else in this movie. Uh, Linda Darnell. Um had kind of a short career, but uh, you know when she hit, she hit big. She was in My Darling Clementine. She was in Mark of Zorro, the nineteen forty mm-hmm. that one. Um, fantastic in this, of course, but she sadly was alcoholic, and um, she died Aww. at the age of forty one in a house fire. Oh, so that poor woman, Alice Fay. Um, I kind of told uh, part of her story earlier. You know, she she was hoping to have a hit. As big as Laura with this movie, but you know when she saw that a lot of her good parts, her juicier parts, were being cut out of the final cut, she stormed off of Fox and you know didn't work for them again until 20 years later. And she was she was the mother in the remake of State Fair in 1962, which is kind of funny because she turned down a different role in the 1940s version of State Fair that Danny Andrews was <laughs> in. Um. Let's see. What else can I tell you? Um, oh, doing your, your yeah. research. Okay. Anne, Re- Anne Revere, who was Clara, she was all over the place, you know, played mothers. As I said, she was blacklisted in 1951. She didn't appear for another movie for 20 years. Um, yet through all that time, she had laminated her alleged communist party card <laughs> that, they, that was used as evidence against her. You know, it was uh-huh. it was like this unsigned planted card. Apparently, uh-huh. it's like, <laughs> can I keep that after the trial? All right, here it's mine. Um, in the <laughs> in the interim, while she wasn't working in movies, she ran an acting school in L.A. and then she went to New York City and uh, did some Broadway. And I love she that won. she's like,
0: give me that. I'm yeah. keeping that. You ruined my yeah. life. I'm keeping it.
2: Yeah. Uh, She won a Tony Award for Toys in the Attic. Oh. And then um, in the 1970s, she started doing soap operas. And um, she is actually a descendant of Paul Revere. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Now, Bruce Cabot, who is one of the um, more recognizable secondary male characters. Which one was he? He was the guy who was in King Kong. Yeah. He was the guy who rescued Fay Ray from King Kong. <laughs> wait, but yeah. wait, was he the He was um one of the other boyfriends. Was he I the jukebox right. guy? That's him.
0: That's jukebox guy. That's
2: jukebox guy. Okay.
0: <laughs> and like i said you're yeah, gonna ju- look at this movie and be but like there's
2: more oh, should ju- I- but there's one more than one jukebox guy to be fair every a lot of people put a coin in that no, he's the, but he's the guy who was <laughs> emptying it <laughs> oh yeah he's oh, yes oh the, the, guy. 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 Yeah, yeah. the one who got beat up. slot machines guy slot machines
0: yeah yeah the one who got beat up
2: with the kid gloves with the magnificent lower lip he was also uh in diamonds are forever as saxby
1: yes oh my gosh
2: yeah <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I told you, you would look yeah. at this, all of these yes. men and go,
0: I've seen you in, I've, I I can't even place where I've seen you. You've been in so many things. Yes.
2: <sighs> yeah. And Charles Bickford um, was also in Star is Born, the 1954 one, in Song of Bird Dead. He was on the TV show, The Virginian. He was famous for playing heavies and, you uh-huh. know, therefore the kid gloves guy. and um yeah Charles Bickford is the New York cop. Yeah, he's the New York cop. The, the guy with the nose.
0: Mr. Judd. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Everybody's in this.
0: Everybody's in this. It was... For a film that I had not really heard of, I'm like, this is an A-list cast.
2: Yeah. And the other people that you don't recognize are only not in this movie just because... John Carradine had not given them birth yet. <laughs> yeah, John Carradine is the father of everybody in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have any other interesting factoids? Well, I've got a bunch of stuff about Otto Preminger who we haven't really gotten into yet. So the director Otto Preminger um, came from Austro-Hungary, uh, an area of which is now Ukraine. Uh, he had a law degree. And he eventually wandered over to the United States and started directing films and Broadway in the 1930s. Um, He really kind of hit it big in 1944 because of Uh Laura.
0: Because
2: he directed Laura and it made him one of the biggest directors in the world at the time um he he did a whole bunch of movies he he liked really kind of pushing boundaries with characters and storylines he did stuff like anatomy of a murder and man with the golden arm where the sidewalk ends which is fantastic and of course laura um and you know he also you know was an actor on uh, on occasion he was in stalag 17 <laughs> he was on the batman tv show as mr freeze <laughs> oh my gosh. um yeah funny thing about that uh he was he was paid like twenty five hundred dollars or something to appear on batman but then the screen actors guild got wind of it and they said hey you can't do that unless they're like He's part of the Screen Actors Guild and everybody else gets paid. Whatever happened, it turned out that he wound up paying out of his own pocket $7,000 to appear on Batman because...
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Because <laughs> why not?
2: Yeah, because why not? Um, He was also... He also directed a really terrible movie. One of my favorite terrible movies of all time. It's called Skidoo, and it's Otto Preminger in the late sixties, <laughs> not understanding youth culture of the late sixties. <laughs> I heard you talk about that it movie. It is really, really astounding. <laughs> but but anyway, he 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 was famous for being kind of a tyrant director. He also, you know, had affairs with like famous people. He had an affair with Dorothy Dandridge for a while. He has. A child with gypsy rose lee of all people (laughs) i know right um yeah but on the screen it all worked out you know he directed like nine people to acting awards or or acting nominations in the oscars and uh yeah yeah we're gonna see more of his stuff during the series because he directed a lot during the film noir era
0: okay so as we close this the title of the film is fallen angel Who's the Fallen Angel?
2: Well, the Fallen Angel is the is a reference to something you missed while you were in the bathroom. I really had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I was
0: contemplating how badly I had to go. I even checked yeah. my phone to see how long much longer is this movie? <laughs> Can I hold out?
2: Well the, the, the quotation about fallen angels is is a, the, the gist of this reading or not reading, but Alice Fade does this quotation from a book about fallen angels and how love can lift angels back up again and uh-huh. and so it's it's really her talking about the possibility of redemption if they both believe in each other
0: okay it sort of boils I, down to because I didn't hear the quote and I'm like I'm not sure who the fallen angel is I'm and, but I was like, I'm kind of thinking it's the Dana Andrews character, because he's the down-on-his-luck guy yeah. who, through a bizarre series of circumstances, ends up on a path towards something better. hmm After, you know, being accused of murder. and Oh, of course. And a yes, bad New York cop trying to frame him.
2: Yeah, stay away from the New York cops. Cops
0: in the noir era, never good. <laughs> mm. Noir movie cops, bad news. Bad news. Always on the take. Always out for something. Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. Let's wrap this up. All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I would marry Stella. I would have given her a house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
0: love the moment um, in the hotel room where June asks him, did you you love her? Did you have feelings for her? And he's like, "Ah, I guess, but honestly, looking at it now it would have lasted like 3 weeks maybe i don't i mean i couldn't stop thinking about her but i don't know what it was and it's a really great moment of of somebody sort of like shaking their head as they come out of a fog of wow i do not know what hold you had over me but it was really odd and i've <laughs> i've been in that relationship where you're like i don't like you i'm not particularly attracted to you why do i keep coming back to you What is it about you? And her death, honestly, is probably the best thing that could have happened to him. So it was an interesting... Yeah, it was unexpected. There were things that happened with those characters that was completely unexpected and delightful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will just end by saying that my personal theory is that John Carradine drives off and that's how nightmare alley happens (laughs) the movie nightmare alley which we will eventually watch dear listeners if you have not seen nightmare alley don't worry about it we will get to it and you will love nightmare alley so this has been real education noir i have been melissa and i've been joined by wendy and Allie, and we will see you next week when we return to the heights theater to see Possessed (laughs) So go find a a copy of Possessed Watch it and you can Join us next week Yes Yes. Yay
1: We hope you enjoy our film fixation We'll see you next time on A Noir Education
2: (laughs) Thank you for joining us for A Real Education Noir New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. Please visit our website at r-e-e-l-e-d-u-n-o-i-r Once there, you can comment on our episodes, as well as find links to our feeds on iTunes, Twitter, and Facebook. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at com. Thank you for listening. Until next time.
1: Hope to see you in my room later. I have a fine collection of friendly spirits there. Scotch ancestry.